Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. I'm Megan Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. show that is all about uncovering the awesome in the everyday. Each week, my co-hosts and I give our favorite tips, share our best stories, and confide our true confessions as we invite you to join us in the pursuit of awesome. Well, here we are at episode 74 of Sorta Awesome, and I am joined today by my lovely and dear friend, Rebecca Hoffer of SimplyRebecca.com. Today, we are bringing you another one of our much-loved seasonal episodes. That's right, at the beginning of every new season of the year, we usually put together a top 10 list of seasonal awesomes. Today, Rebecca and I are talking about 10 things we are looking forward to for fall and holiday season 2016. We're going to be talking food and recipes, some DIY projects, gift ideas, and of course, music, and lots more. Before we get to that, I just wanted to give you all the heads up that my special series on my trip to Lebanon with World Vision USA is now out and complete. If you haven't had a chance to listen yet, I hope that you'll be able to make time to do that very soon. In the first part of the series, I share with you about all things Lebanon, particularly how Lebanon has historically been a place of safety for refugees. In part two, I share about the Syrians, what they are experiencing as a result of war in their country. And then finally, in part three, you'll hear about efforts from World Vision and other aid groups to bring hope and healing to those experiencing the refugee situation right now. So again, that's all out and it's all in your podcast app or wherever you listen to Sorta Awesome. Okay, well, let's go ahead and start this episode the way we always do, Rebecca, with Awesome of the Week. What do you have for us this week? Megan, I don't know about you, but I have some things in my life that I just recognize I'm not very good at. <laughs> yes, I have a long list of those. Oh, okay, for sure. I'm not the only one? Okay. <laughs> well, for me, one of those things is decorating my home. Oh my gosh, me too. I'm the worst. I really struggle with it and for like a huge list of reasons why. I mean, I'm really bad at decision making. I'm really bad at spending money in general because <laughs> I'm so stinking frugal. I mean, there's just like a lot of reasons why I'm just, I just feel inadequate in that department. Gotcha. But, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, it's painful. It is. It? Yes. 
But this summer, we worked really hard on transforming our office slash catch-all room into a playroom. And that was a huge project because, again, I don't know if I'm the only one, but these catch-all rooms, they can become, like, disaster zones. Oh, yes. Of just So you everything. mean you, you had a room where you just kind of, like, if you didn't know where to put it, you just kind of threw it in that room and... Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I understand that. I do. It, yeah. It's awful. You know, it was awful. I mean, it, and the room couldn't be used. I mean, it was our office, but we really didn't do much office work in there. I would go in there just to print something every now and again because we didn't have a wireless printer. But anyway, so we transformed it into a playroom. And Megan, I have been making decorating decisions left and right. And I'm so proud of myself. I picked out paint, I picked out curtains toy storage furniture and this week my awesome of the week is that I put up a wall decal that I purchased off of Etsy and I love it oh how fun what a great idea well yeah it's wonderful because I have these really old plaster walls our house is 160 years old and I am terrified of putting a nail into these plaster walls. I've heard horror <laughs> stories about them like crumbling away before yes. you. And then you have like a five foot hole in your wall. Uh, just because Not you wanted to hang a picture or something, right? <laughs> yes. 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 I'm too scared. So this wall decal is the perfect alternative and I love it. Okay. So I'm going to read to you what it says. It is a list of playroom rules, but they're so cute and fun. It says, be kind, bold, and silly. Learn something new every day. Make music, sing, dance, play, have fun. And it's in this bright blue color on this yellow wall. We'll put a picture in the show notes. It's just adorable, and I really love it. And it was really reasonable. I mean, this is a pretty big decal. It's like 23 inches by 28 inches. I mean, it's big, but it only cost me about $24. Oh, wow. That's great. That's very reasonable. And I'm sure it added a lot of fun to your playroom. Yes, I love it. So it is from the Etsy shop, Stephen Edward Graphic, and they specialize in wall decals and stuff. They have some really cute things (laughs) on their their shop. I was looking around. One of them says laundry room, and then in brackets underneath it, it says loads of fun. Oh, my word. (laughs) I love a good pun. (laughs) So it was really cute. So for me, I just my awesome of the week is celebrating the fact that I am actually decorating a room in my house, and it is going well, and I am loving wall decals. So... That is my awesome of the week. That is a great awesome. And we will definitely put a picture and link to that shop in to the show notes. So, so helpful. Thank you. Okay. Well, you may not be surprised at all to hear Rebecca that my awesome of the week this week is a new podcast. What? (laughs) It's shocking. I know. (laughs) Okay. But truly a new podcast has come into my life, maybe into your life too, because it is from one of the most popular podcast networks creating shows today from Gimlet Media. It is a new show called Heavyweight. And I'm going to say that Heavyweight is a listen alike for mystery show. What? Let's all have, first of all, a moment of silence for our beloved mystery show, which... Oh, yes. It's painful. It's so sad. I was thinking, Rebecca, I can't remember. Mystery show was one of our first awesomes of the week, but was was it yours or mine? I can't remember. I think it was one that 
we fought about like behind the scenes and <laughs> yes. I don't know who won. <laughs> you and I both loved Starly Kine's show, mystery show that was one of Gimlet Media's first podcasts. It was announced that Starly and Gimlet have parted ways. And we're unclear about what the future of Mystery Show might be. It's a sad situation all around. It's sad for us as listeners, sad for Starly, sad for Gimlet. So anyway, Moment of Silence was such a great podcast. Who knows what the future is with that? But I will say, Heavyweight is definitely a listen-alike if you loved Mystery Show. And how can I say this delicately? Starly has a very specific personality and a specific approach to storytelling. You and I loved it, but I've heard, you know, kind of people say like, well, she's not really my style. So if you gave Mystery Show a try and you didn't like it, I'm going to go ahead and encourage you to to check out Heavyweight because the host is very different. The concept is similar. The concept, according to the show's page, is that it's a podcast about journeying back to the moment when everything went wrong. Now, there's only three episodes out so far, and each of them, like, that seems like a really serious tagline because, like, they're not that serious of uh, stories that are unfolding. But This is when the nuclear bomb went off. (laughs) I mean, really. This is when I blew up my life. Um, The the host of the show is named Jonathan Goldstein. I was not familiar with him, but those of you awesomes in Canada maybe have heard of Jonathan Goldstein. He has worked with uh, the CBC, which is Canadian broadcast for a long time, has had shows on there. Um, He's from Canada. He's Canadian. So people may have heard of him. I was unfamiliar with with Jonathan, but his approach is, it is a little bit more of a serious tone, but the the concept is kind of the same in that people are telling about a moment in their lives that if they could, they would go back and like try to revisit it and, and try to figure out what happened basically so that they can kind of move forward with their life. So the very first episode is called Buzz. And it is about Jonathan's father, actually, whose name is Buzz, (laughs) and how he and his brother, which would be Jonathan's uncle, they have been estranged from each other for decades. For years and years and years, they have been in very little contact with each other. And they're in their 80s. They are up in years. And it really bothers Jonathan that his dad is on such bad terms with his brother, his only like living relative from his family of origin. And so he kind of prods and prompts and gets them to agree to meet and to see if they can kind of untangle where the relationship went wrong. It is a very powerful, very funny, very funny um, story. Hysterical. <laughs> I mean, the the men, the men are two Jewish men in their 80s, and they're just not very filtered. <laughs> they just say everything as it is. They tell stories from their growing up years, but the, it's very touching and very powerful as the story plays out. You think it's going to go one direction, and then there's kind of an emotional punch at the end when it becomes clear not only for the two brothers and Jonathan, but for the listener as well, like, oh, this is... This is actually what happened. So it's really good. That's just the first episode. Big thumbs up. Heavyweight from Gimlet Media. I'm sold. Okay. Thank stuff. you, Megan. That's That sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of good stuff, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we do love a top 10 list around here, don't we, Rebecca? Yes, we do. We can't get enough. <laughs> These are some of my favorite shows to record. Now, we do them at the top of the spring season and it's summer. And those are the ones I'm usually wildly enthusiastic about. 
Fall and winter are a little bit more difficult for me because I am a person who hates winter. I'm trying to come around, though. I'm trying to do better about finding the awesome in every day of cold weather and short days. I know some people love that. It is not my favorite, but I'm making the effort to focus in on the good. So we have both prepared, Rebecca and I both have prepared five things that we're really looking forward to. In the past, we've kind of shared some of our favorites that we wanted to recommend to you. This time, we thought it would be fun to share with you five things that each of us are looking forward to for this fall and holiday season. So Rebecca, if you would please get us started with the first one on your list. I can't help it. I am always looking forward to all things pumpkin flavored. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. And I'm not talking about the cliche pumpkin spice latte, although mm, give me one of those. Um, I'm talking about desserts. Now, back in episode 29, my awesome of the week was a pumpkin pie blizzard from Dairy Queen. That's right. And this is your public service announcement, awesomes. They are back already. I have already had two, and (laughs) I need at least 20 more. (laughs) One for you and one for the baby. So that makes sense. (laughs) They are amazing. So amazing. But if you are looking for something more traditional, something homemade, then I present to you from the blog, Amy's Finer Things, Better Than Pumpkin Pie Cake. That's the Mm. name of it. Okay, you're going to have to sell me on this because I love pie and I don't like cake. So let's hear hear the Okay, well, it's not a very spongy cake like most traditional cakes are. It has almost a little bit of a... I'm going to say like a custard type base, except oh, it's not custard at all. Okay. But, okay, so this is what's in it. You have a can of pumpkin, mm-hmm. a can of evaporated milk, eggs, sugar, some pumpkin pie spice, and you mix all of that together. Then you put that in the bottom of your baking dish, take a yellow cake mix, dry, and sprinkle that on top, then drizzle a whole bunch of butter on, and then you could also top it with some chopped walnuts or pecans. I, When I make the recipe, I will usually do half with the nuts and half without for those who get finicky about the uh-huh. nuts. Yes. So then you just put it in the oven for about an hour, serve it with whipped cream. You can serve it warm. You can serve it room temperature. You can serve it cold. It does not matter. It is fantastic. You have this like almost gooey type pumpkin goodness at the bottom with more of the baked crumble on top from the cake mix. And it is just amazing. So I made this before for um, like a holiday, like Thanksgiving with all the family. And I will certainly be making it again and again. And on Amy's Finer Things on her website, this has been pinned over 30,000 times. Wow. Yeah, so I am not the only one who thinks that this is a good one. Uh, We'll put a link in the show notes. It is really, really amazing. Sounds good. I will definitely be checking that out. Okay, well, the first one on my list, like I said, I'm kind of resistant to cold weather and to shorter days. So one thing that I'm trying to do is to embrace this concept of huga. Rebecca, have we talked about huga together on the show? No. What what are you talking about? Okay, huga is... Spelled, first of all, H-Y-Y-G-E. It's a Scandinavian concept that 
is basically a celebration of all things cozy. You know, the Scandinavian countries, I mean, I have, I live in Oklahoma, I have no room to complain about short days and cold weather. That is a huge part of fall and winter and spring in the Scandinavian countries. So there's this concept that they practice called huga. And I've looked and made sure I'm pronouncing that at least a little bit close to accurate. <laughs> but the idea is that since it's going to be cold and since it's going to be dark, to just celebrate it, to light candles, to snuggle close together, to be cozy, to do things to make your home, your environment, your family, the food that you serve. Comfort and coziness is the the presiding theme when it comes to huga. So, well, what a positive spin on something kind of um, awful. That's wonderful. It is. It is. I'm really trying to focus on it. I've heard about it for a couple of years now. I haven't really made a valiant effort towards it, but this year I think is going to be the year. I'm looking forward to it. So one part of that, when I think of cozy, I think of blankets. And I have to tell you all that I have a blanket that I genuinely, truly love. It's the kind of blanket that actually makes me not feel sad that it's cold because I love to snuggle up in it. I got it from a company called Dignify. Dignify is a Canadian-based company that um, is all about empowering women in um, different countries, women who uh, would be economically vulnerable, allowing them to sell the, the goods that they make in ways that are sustainable for them, that are really um, providing good for them, and then also good for their customers. So this particular kind of blanket is called a Contha Throw. The one I have from them is their off-white one. So it's off-white. It is six layers of sari material that have been stitched together, hand-stitched together. I cannot explain to you, when I say that it's a throw or a blanket, I cannot explain to you how heavy it is. It is truly a weighted blanket. It is so thick and it's all cotton and so it's so comforting. Everybody in my family loves this throw. In fact, the twins are usually fighting about it. Who gets to cover up with it? There are times that I just say, I trump everybody here and I'm going to grab the throw and snuggle up in it. So it is definitely one of my favorites. It makes me feel so cozy. I will say that anything from the Dignify shop would be a great gift, particularly if you have somebody in your life who's hard to shop for, for example, uh, maybe a mother-in-law or um, a, a grown sibling of yours, somebody who it's a challenge to find something new that they would actually use and you want to spend your dollars well so that you're not just buying something that's just going to be a toss-off after a couple of months. It is a little bit more of an investment. The one that I have is $112. Um, a lot of these are in, going to be in that price point range because again, what you are looking at is providing um, an economically sustainable uh, income for women around the world. So it is a bit of a higher price point maybe for some people, but depending on what your budget for gift giving is, that may be a perfect fit. Or if you yourself have funds to spend on yourself because of the holidays, it's also a great shop to check out. And again, that is Dignify. I will put links to both their shop and to the throw that I have that I love so much into the show notes. Is it really brightly colored? Because when I think about 
Sorry, as I think about them being bright colors. Uh, they do have, they have many that are beautiful, richly patterned ones. Again, the one I have is just an off-white, so it's just like a natural color. And then the stitching around the edges is red stitching around the edges. And I think they have blue stitching around uh, the, the natural colored ones as well. But you can definitely look through their catalog and find all kinds of gorgeous, brightly patterned uh, ones that are also made from saris. So... Yeah, it sounds beautiful. Yeah, it really is. And it's so cozy. I can't even tell you. So let's hear the second one from your list, Rebecca. Last year, I shared my love of pun-themed Halloween costumes. Yes, I remember. (laughs) Yes, you quizzed me on them. (laughs) Yes, I did. So if you missed that episode, you'll have to go back and listen. I would describe to Megan what the costume was, and then she had to guess what the people were actually supposed to be representing. I believe one of my favorite ones was describing somebody holding a weather symbol over their heads, and then they were um, dressed up as under the weather. That's right. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, I love a good pun, but uh, my children with their Halloween costumes, they just don't really get it. It doesn't usually win them over very much, but I still really love to make Halloween costumes for my kids. I don't know why. It seems like something in my life that I should be choosing to simplify, but I love pulling together a cute, cheap, adorable DIY Halloween costume. So that is something that I'm really looking forward to this year. I've actually already started trying to be more organized Mm -hmm. this time around since I'm pregnant with number three. Um, But in the past, Grace was a bag of popcorn. Oh, cute. (laughs) My kids were a birthday present, a stick figure, which was so easy to put together, just white clothes and black electrical tape with a white paper plate face. It was so super, so simple. And last year, Noah was a sandbox, which I came up with (laughs) all on my own without the assistance of Pinterest. And I was really proud of myself. And he was adorable. Oh, my word. Okay. So how did you put that one together? Like, what did you actually actually do? Well, I just published a blog post at simplyrebecca.com with the full tutorial. So you can go there and check it out. But basically, I did a sandwich board style costume. Oh. So it didn't really matter what he wore underneath. Instead, uh, yes. I took cardboard and I had him wear two pieces of this sandbox costume cardboard that I had covered in sandpaper mm-hmm. and then attached some fun sandbox toys to. And then he wore a bucket on his head. Oh, and, my, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> oh, I so can't get over cute. it. <laughs> So cute. I love it. So this year, Grace is going to be a flower pot. Okay. And I got all of the decorations for, or all of the, <clears throat> she's going to be a flower pot. And I got all of the supplies from the Dollar Tree. So it's super affordable. Perfect. And Noah is going to be a gumball machine. Oh. I don't even know if he knows what a gumball machine is, but he <laughs> has approved that decision. So we're just running for it. And I love it. I love the simplicity of it. It's a good creative outlet for me. It's not expensive at all. So I'm really looking forward to getting those good pictures of my kids in the stage where they're little and I can put them in costumes like sandboxes. And yes, <laughs> I love it. So fun. I am not a DIYer when it comes to Halloween, Rebecca. I'm terrible. So I am drawing inspiration from you. In fact, 
my kids like don't even understand that people make their own costumes. This is really the first year because AJ wanted to look on Pinterest for costume ideas. And she was like, we could just make this mom. Like it was like a brand new revelation that like people actually just make their costumes. Not everybody orders them from Amazon. <laughs> so oh, I love it. But it's such an easy way for you to simplify things. It I is. feel like it doesn't make sense. Like why? I know. I every but year I'm kicking reason, myself. I just love it. Especially now that I have four kids. I really cannot buy everybody a brand new Halloween costume every year. So we may have some DIY ones working this year. We'll see. <laughs> well, what is next on your list, Megan? Okay, the second thing on my list definitely keeps my days merry and bright as we get closer to the holidays. And that is because in our house, from about the week before Thanksgiving through the new year is cheesecake season. Oh, I need that season in my life. <laughs> Here's the background on cheesecake season in the Teats household. In 2010, Kyle and I were even talking about this last night because I mentioned I was going to talk about it on the show. And I was like, when did you even start this? We figured out it was around 2010. Kyle set out on a mission to make the perfect cheesecake. Now, I've talked on the show in the past about the fact that Kyle loves to cook. Cooking is his hobby. He likes to uh, make the perfect thing. So like the perfect pot of jambalaya or the perfect uh, burgers, whatever. Like he, he's an INTJ. He's an Enneagram type five. So he likes to do all the research. Like he loves it. He gets energy from doing all of that research to figure out how are we going to do this and then experimenting. So in 2010, he wanted to make the perfect cheesecake. And to him, the perfect cheesecake is the kind that is, it's um, it's almost dry and a little bit crumbly, the texture is. Okay. Um, yeah. So a little bit different maybe than you would find, like if you did a store-bought one that had been frozen and you thought that one's a little going to have a little bit more creamy texture to it. He wanted one that was dry, crumbly, filled with flavor, and then he loves, once he has that cheesecake, he loves to experiment with the sauces that he puts on it. So... He's done everything from like, I don't know, like cranberry and uh, blueberry sauce. He did like a homemade bourbon sauce. Then he did like a cranberry bourbon sauce. So <laughs> he loves to experiment around with different kinds of sauces then to put on top of the uh, base of the perfect cheesecake. So he started doing this a few years ago. It has become a tradition. The kids all get excited. I get excited when we start talking about Kyle starting out on his cheesecake. So this year, the one he wants to conquer, he's never... Once he found his cheesecake recipe that he loves, that has become his go-to, he hasn't really deviated much from that. But this year he found a sweet potato cheesecake that has a, a ginger snap crust that oh. he wants to try. And I think there's like candied pecans on it and like a caramel sauce. It sounds extremely decadent. So we are looking forward to cheesecake season around here. Now, when he makes these, is he doing them for special occasions Big family meals, or do you guys just get to dig in on a Thursday night? <laughs> well, they don't usually last very long, and he always cooks on the weekends. It's his weekend decompressing time, his hobby, when he gets to be creative. Um, so usually, usually the first one he makes is for Thanksgiving dinner, so for family dinner, usually. Now, sometimes, like this year, since he's trying a new recipe, he'll probably start experimenting early. And then through the season, like I said, through New Year's, um, some for, are for our family, but he loves to give them away as gifts, um, neighbor gifts, or just, um, you know, to his business partner in their family. He just loves to make them. So we do give some as gifts, some we eat, 
it's a huge celebration. <laughs> I am like drooling with jealousy over here. I need a Kyle in my life. This sounds amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, I have to admit. So yes, definitely something that I look forward to, even though the weather is turning on me. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes, that would make any dark day brighter. Absolutely. Okay, number three from your list. Let's hear it. So number three from my list is a way that I have discovered to simplify Christmas cards. Oh, good. Let's hear this. So I have a kind of a love-hate relationship with Christmas cards, which I think actually, I think a lot of people probably share that. Mm -hmm. They are really fun to receive. It feels awesome when you get them out in the mail and when you don't, yeah. Oh, don't you just kind of feel guilty? I totally like, do. Yes. You're you're failing all of those people who have chosen to send you a Christmas card. I hate and, the guilt. Ah, I hate it. Has, it's very guilt driven, isn't it? Is. It? it is. It can also be a little bit of a financial burden. It is. Totally. If you don't have room in your budget for all that postage and then when you're talking about maybe making a nice photo card, which yeah. have become hugely popular. Oh, yeah. Some of those cards are really pricey per card. Yeah. Even the cheap ones, maybe you can get them a little bit cheaper on sale, but they might still be 50 cents per card. And if, you've, maybe, got, yeah, if you've got a long list to send out to, they do add up, yeah. They really do. So one thing that I have discovered is, first of all, it's always important for me to analyze whether I can truly manage Christmas cards regardless of the cost, the time, the investment. And this year, maybe I could use some help from the awesomes and you guys can chime in and let me know. You know, my baby's due in January and I'm planning on having some maternity pictures taken later this month that would be perfect for a Christmas card. Or should I just wait and send out a card after the baby's born and try to ignore the guilt until then but then i have the pressure of well now my baby's born and i'm trying to send out ah. you know new baby cards with pictures so anyway i'd love to hear some thoughts from people on that but you know so that's the first step is deciding can i handle christmas cards period mm -hmm. but then the thing that i discovered after that is that what people really want is they just want to see your faces oh yeah. they love the photo cards yes I love like getting a little note with the card that says what they've been up to that year. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing super extravagant, but I love that. So what I started doing is just taking a regular four by six picture mm -hmm. and adding some text onto it with a program on my computer and then printing them out that way. Yeah. And when you have online photo sites like Snapfish or Shutterfly, they're always running all kinds of crazy sales over the holidays. You can get four by six prints sometimes for just a penny a piece. And then you go to Staples and they sell photo envelopes, which might cost maybe, I don't know, less than $10 a box, maybe $8 a box. So this is what you need to do. You pick out your, your picture, first of all, and then you want to go to PickMonkey.com. Now, PickMonkey is spelled P-I-C and then the word monkey, M-O-N-K-E-Y.com. Mm -hmm. So PickMonkey is a free online photo editing program that you can just run online. Everybody has access to it. So go to PickMonkey.com and select that you want to edit a photo from your computer upload the photo and then a really important step is you want to crop or resize the photo to a four by six size because a lot of smartphone images especially if you're using that or any digital image they can often be bigger than that and you want to be sure that you have just a four by six so that when you add the text on top of it 
it doesn't get cropped funny when you try to print it as a four by six. Exactly. Yes. That's, that's such a good that's tip. That's really important. Yes. Yeah. And then if you want, you can adjust your lighting and do other fancy things. Um, but that's not really very important. And then you just add your text. And in the past, last year, I just wrote in some kind of scripty font, Hoffers, and then 2015. And that's all I put on the picture. Yeah. And it was perfect. It is perfect. Then you save the image, order as many copies as you want from Shutterfly or Snapfish, put them in your envelopes with maybe a little paper blurb of what you've been up to or maybe not. And that that's it. And it costs you pennies. That's right. And then your cards are done. It's a very low stress way to get your cards out, not to mention budget friendly. Super affordable, super affordable. So, but like I said, I'm not sure when and if I'm going to send them this year. <laughs> well, I have so my I own do. opinion on that, but I'm going to wait and tell you after we finish recording. But I think that's a great idea. Let's hear from the awesomes. Should Rebecca send her cards with her beautiful maternity picture that is going to be done before the baby and then send them before Christmas or wait till after baby is here and send it all as a happy new year and welcome new baby card. <laughs> so let's hear from you on that. I love it. All right. Well, next on my list kind of goes back to what I was talking about in number one, and that is the cozy thing. Um, for years, really, truly, since my oldest daughter, who is 11, almost 12, it, when she was born, I... <laughs> I found an obsession that has lasted me all of these years. I have, Rebecca, I have a completely unreasonable, illogical, passionate love for babies and kids in pajamas. Oh, <laughs> especially oh, Especially winter pajamas. I mean, you're saying it's sweet, and I suppose in some sense it is, but like I obsess over them. I love them so much. They bring me so much joy seeing my kids, really any kids, but my kids especially just like, um, you know, kind of stumbling out of bed on a cold winter's morning and they've got their pajamas on. And I don't know why I'm telling you it's completely unreasonable how much I love especially babies. None of my kids are babies anymore, especially babies in their little jammies, but really any size kid, any age kid in their jammies. So I was going to tell you some of my favorite picks for kids pajamas through the years. I'm sure everybody has their preference that they love, but Rebecca, part of my obsession is that I have a very specific thing that I need out of children's pajamas, and that is 100% cotton. And I think it's because as we've talked about many times on the show, I'm a highly sensitive person. I don't have a lot of textural sensitivities, but um, cotton as opposed to synthetics is a really big one for me. I personally, myself, cannot stand to sleep in anything that is not cotton. I cannot stand to sleep in any synthetic. It makes me feel sweaty. It makes me just feel uncomfortable. <laughs> you're looking at me like, now you're getting really weird. <laughs> well, I thought it was going to be something about like flame resistant material on no, or something like that. I didn't not. think it was. I'm just neurotic about this. <laughs> I am neurotic about 100% cotton pajamas, Rebecca. That's what it is. That's okay. exactly the word, neurotic. <laughs> um, so I project that that textural preference for myself onto my kids. 
now my girls are old enough that they're like, who cares? You're being weird about this. We like fleece pajamas. But anyway, when they're little, especially when I get to pick their pajamas, I am always looking for 100% cotton pajamas. So I have to tell you all, and many of you know this, the gold standard for 100% cotton pajamas is Hannah Anderson hands down. If you're not familiar with Hannah Anderson, they are a, they were originally a Swedish company. And I think this somehow ties back into Huga. I'm sure uh, into Huga. <laughs> I'm sure there's some kind of connection here with their need for cozy, comfy clothes up in the Scandinavian countries. But they are a fantastic company that makes incredibly well-made children's clothing. Lots of their clothes are organic cotton. The construction of these clothes, Rebecca, is hands down the best that you can buy for children. You can buy Hannah Anderson clothes for your oldest kids. They will hold up over time. Now, they are a little bit of a price investment. I think their brand new line of winter pajamas are like $42 a pair. So it's an investment. But especially if you're buying for older kids and and they're going to come down through the years, or if your kids are just like really hard on their clothes, the way mine are, these will hold up. And the great thing, because they do hold up, you can definitely pick them up at consignment shops or consignment sales. There are Hannah Anderson buy, sell trade groups on Facebook. You can easily pick them up secondhand and they will have lots of wear left in them still. So Hannah Anderson, oh, and also I was going to say it is a little bit higher price point, but if you have, um, let's say relatives, whether they're your parents, your in-laws, maybe a great aunt and uncle, people who are like, what can I get your kids for Christmas this year? This is a great time to put pajamas on that wish list for any relatives that are asking, because it is something that your kids will wear over and over again. It's not going to add to the clutter and the junk in your house. And they are just so cozy. I cannot say enough about them. Um, a couple of other brands that have that I've really loved and have held up great through the years as well that are at a lower price point. Old Navy, their, their cotton uh, pajamas are great go-tos. They maybe are not going to hold up through um, hand-me-downs as well as Hannah, but they're great. And What I love about Old Navy pajamas, especially for boys, is they'll do like the superhero series, which my twins are super into superheroes, so they love those. Uh, Gap, Gap Kids, um, Gymboree, all of them have great cotton pajamas. It makes me so sad as kids get older, as my girls have gotten into the upper part of kids' clothing, the upper sizes in kids' clothing, it's really hard to find cotton pajamas for them. Um, but also, too, they don't even really, like, sometimes, a lot of times, they'll just sleep in a t-shirt and leggings, so they're not quite as fanatical about pajamas as I am. So, I had a lot of words about pajamas, Rebecca, so what's... I think it's adorable. <laughs> you really are, like, glowing, and it's super cute. It's so weird. I'm so weird. Okay, number four on your list. What do you have? Okay, well, this one is a bit of a confession, but just, you know, just stick with me here. Okay. So... Awesome. When Megan and I were brainstorming about this episode, she suggested that I might have some things that I'm doing to make this year extra special since it's our last year as a family of four. That's right. And I thought about that for a long time um, because having a baby so close to Christmas and the holidays, if I'm honest, is kind of stressing me out. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Well, I feel like I have a lot to do just in terms of baby prep in general. Yes. And then as a mom, a lot to do for holiday things. And then when I put the two of them together, ah, it just kind of makes my blood pressure rise a little bit. Um, So I don't plan on doing anything extra at all this year. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in my last 
item here. But, you know, when I announced my pregnancy on the podcast this past summer, I shared a little bit about the miscarriage that I had had. And last year, we lost our baby on December 13th. And I spent the rest of the Christmas season truly just going through the motions. So when I think about how I want to do things this year, I really just want to be with my children without feeling like I am drowning in sadness like last year. When I picture that in my mind, I feel like we're always huddled together under a warm blanket and reading a book. So even though this tradition has been shared a million times online, I am looking forward to reading a Christmas-themed book with my children every night before bed. We have done this since Grace was itty-bitty, and I don't do the thing where some parents will wrap a book, wrap all the books, and then the kids get to pick one and unwrap it and see. I keep things pretty simple, and if I'm honest, I usually choose which book we're going to read and just surprise my kids with it because sometimes mama needs a little bit of a shorter book and sometimes mama has time for a longer book. <laughs> That's a very you know clever I mean? plan, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is something that we've done, you know, every year that Grace can even remember. And I, we continued to do it last year too, even in the midst of our sadness and sorrow. It's something that we pressed on with that every night in December, we read a Christmas themed book. And that's just really what I want to do. I just feel so strongly that I really just want to be with my kids and see Christmas through their eyes and embrace more of the joy this year. Although through a simplified lens, since I have so many other things kind of going on in my mind and actual physical preparations that we have to be doing. I just want to sit and just read a book to my kids. That's just really what I want to do this year. So that's such a great tradition. And I think it's such a great touch point, maybe more for the parent than for the kids during the craziness of holidays. Kids, you know, they're having fun and they're enjoying the season no matter what, usually because the parents are behind the scenes making the magic happen, right? Right. (laughs) So... For parents, I think that is such a great touch point just each day, that bedtime reading to have some kind of holiday focused. I really love that. And that's such a sweet story. I think that'll be really great. And I know a little bit bittersweet for you and Nate this year as you go through December. But I think it'll be such a great um, little meaningful thing that you're doing again, especially last holiday season with your two little ones, just just the two of them. Yeah, I really am so content with our family right now that I can't even wrap my brain around the fact that we're adding to it. Yes. And so I just, yeah, I all I want to do is just soak in just my kids right where they are. And I feel I like I just really want to just hold them. Like, yes. I just feel like this baby is going to come and I'm going to be holding that baby so much. Like now is the time for me to just really hold yes my little ones that I already have. So yeah. So what is your next thing that you are really looking forward to this year? Okay, well, the number four thing on my list is really going to speak to the Hamill fans out there, the fans of Hamilton, (laughs) in case anyone needed that interpreted for them. But the Hamill fans know who they are, for sure. They They know who they are. Yes. So next month, we have coming to us a, a, a happy holiday gift to all of us, a Christmas album from Leslie Odom Jr. It's being released on November 11th. Leslie Odom Jr. may not be a household name to everybody, but... Yeah, translate that for me, because I'm <laughs> certainly aware of the Hamilton like craze. I yes. really, truly am. I mean, yes. you can't hide from it. And I have listened to the soundtrack, but I, I don't know what you're talking about. Leslie Odom Jr., 
is the original, the iconic, the inimitable Aaron Burr from the original cast, the original cast recording, the original Broadway cast of Hamilton. Aaron Burr is the narrator of the entire musical, has a huge, huge part in it. Aaron Burr is my favorite character in Hamilton, Leslie Odom Jr. I adore him and his voice is amazing. So he has his own jazz album. And so after that came out, people started begging him about doing a Christmas album. And so he is here to give the fans what they want. So on November 11th, you can get his Christmas album, which will be called Simply Christmas. It's going to have songs like Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, I'll Be Home for Christmas, First Noel, lots of holiday favorites will be on this. I have to tell you, Rebecca, I absolutely cannot wait. I love a Christmas album. Who doesn't love a Christmas album? And to have one from an incredible vocalist, uh, just fantastic musician like Leslie Odom Jr., I am super looking forward to this one. You're fangirling over this even more than the pajama thing. I am amazed. (laughs) So, Rebecca, you were talking about having this January baby. I have to tell you, I have a January baby, and then the twins were born in early February. So I know the stress, the pressure, the strain of preparing for a baby while getting your family through the holiday season. So I know you were kind of alluding to the fact that, you know, you're really trying to get a simple holiday season planned for your family. So I'd love to hear the last thing on your list this time. Yes. So the last thing on my list is really just in the, in the sake of self-care for my sanity and everything that we have going on, it's simplify, simplify, simplify. And That's including things like I'm not decorating for fall at all this year. I don't have much that I do in general, but I do have some things I get out from the attic. Not this year. I'm not doing it. I'm also going to do very little Christmas decorating. We'll put up our tree because we're good parents. And if we didn't, that would be like the worst (laughs) for our children. So the tree will go up and we have an open staircase that will probably decorate the banister because that's my personal favorite Mm -hmm. decoration. But then I'm really just, I'm not going to worry about every room having a little touch of Christmas. It's going to be super simple. And part of the reason for that is because we usually travel over the holidays. And so when everybody else is putting away their decorations, you know, maybe before New Year's Eve, I'm usually not home yet until the beginning of January. Well, I'm having a baby this year, so I need to like come home and pack things up so that baby central can start in our living room and all that stuff. So I'm not going to be doing that. I don't tend to love to bake. Okay. (laughs) So we're not going to have any special Christmas cookie baking happening in my house. And honestly, we never really do, but I'm choosing to not even feel a little bit guilty about it. Yeah. So things like that I'm letting go of. And the big thing for me is I chose to renew my Amazon Prime subscription. Uh-huh. And maybe that's like a no-brainer for some people. Definitely for, for our family. <laughs> <laughs> but for my frugal mindset, yes. we hesitated, we waited a long time until we got Amazon Prime. And I got it last year when it was on sale. I think I maybe only, I think I paid less than $70 for it. It was like $66 or something, some special like that yeah. for new subscribers. I thought, okay, well, let's do it. And then when I was thinking, how can I 
accurately measure whether this has been a good financial investment for my family? Mm -hmm. And I asked that question on my blog's Facebook page and I got some really good responses and somebody suggested going back through my account, looking to see how many orders I placed and, you know, actually look at the numbers and see if there's a way that I can justify having, you know, the two day shipping for free versus saving up until I hit the threshold of however much it has to be before you qualify for free shipping. And I thought about that. I was like, yes, that makes sense to me. I'm totally going to do that. And then somebody else left a comment that said that they really valued what it did for them mentally. Mm, yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, light bulb moment. Yes. Maybe it isn't a smart financial choice when I look at the numbers. Maybe we don't really need Amazon Prime. But how much has it saved me in mental energy and my sanity? Yes. And so I thought, okay, that's it. I am definitely going to renew it again for this upcoming year. I have a lot of baby prep that I'm doing and then I'm going to be having a baby and I am not going to feel like going out of the house and doing shopping and to have that stuff just show up at my door in two days. Oh, that's just going to be a breath of fresh air amidst all of the chaos going on in my head. So I chose to renew <laughs> and I am feeling really good about it. Good. Good. I'm absolutely the same way. It, especially at the holidays, I order so much, so many gifts through Amazon. It's so great to just know. Again, one of my huge sensitivities really does have to do with crowds. I just, even though I'm an extrovert and I like being around people, I get so overstimulated so easily in crowds. Going into the mall brings me to the edge of a panic attack, truly. So I very rarely go out and do shopping. I do almost all online shopping. And the fact that Amazon just makes it so darn easy, Rebecca, to shop is so great. And then when the twins were babies, oh my gosh, when I look back, you know, you can track your Amazon purchases as you were just talking about through the years. When I look back to early 2013, really through most of 2013, after the twins were born, so many orders of baby things that just like, oh my gosh, I need, I've got to keep more passies on hand. When I switched them to formula, there was a special formula that I had a hard time finding in stores. I could easily get it on Amazon. Just like so many things where you can just like one click, it's here in two days. You don't even have to worry about it. So I think that was a great investment on your part. Definitely. Yeah, I feel good about it. And I'm I'm trying to just <laughs> keep telling myself that yeah. about all the things that I'm choosing to let go of this Christmas season. That's that's my big thing is just choosing. And then on top of that, also really trying to plan ahead. I already have Halloween costumes in the works and I'm working on those and trying to get those done ahead of time. I'm going to try to work on Christmas wish lists ahead of time. But I'm kind of notorious for telling myself I'm going to plan ahead and then not doing it. <laughs> so we'll hope that maybe this year the big bump on my front will be the constant reminder that I need to actually put that into practice. <laughs> okay, well then I am so excited to tell you what my fifth one is on my list that I'm looking forward to for this holiday season. I've never done this before, but Rebecca, I'm like you. I always have the best of intentions that I'm going to get everything organized bought early, wrapped. I have every intention of doing those things. Maybe it is our P nature. You're ESFP. I'm an ENFP. Maybe our P nature is just distract us and derail our best plans because I'm the same way. But this year I'm going to give it 
I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to give it the best I have to really make that happen. But I'm, I know I can't do it alone. So I found via Facebook, I found this book that is called The Merry Little Christmas Project. And it's written by a woman who's a blogger. Her blog is called Cha-Ching on a Shoestring. The blogger's name, okay. is, the writer's name is Kaylee. You maybe have heard of it. She has a whole site devoted to all kinds of frugal and simple living choices. So she's put together this book that's called The Merry Little Christmas Project. When you go to her site, and I will definitely link to this in the show notes, you can just sign up if you want to for, she has like a three-day challenge to kind of right now get you started on it. I know it's October and it seems cuckoo crazy to be thinking about it, but I think that's actually a huge part of getting organized in time is to start early. So you can sign up for an email challenge from her and it's very simple, very low pressure. She really just wants you to start thinking about and kind of journaling out or writing down. Um, She has a printable planner that you can use like a little, like a, just a printable that you can print out that will guide you through some of these early decision makings. Like what do you want to achieve as a person or as a family through this holiday season. And then she has some follow-up challenges that come along. That's all free uh, that you can sign up for on her site. And then she has this book that's called The Merry Little Christmas Project. And then she put out this year a planner that is sort of the companion organizer that goes along with it. And so I'm actually going to get that for myself so that I have, if I know if I go ahead and buy that and I have it in front of me, if it's just a printable thing, I personally will like not, I won't even print it out. (laughs) I'm just that lazy. So (laughs) this is a physical, this is a physical book. It's not an ebook. Right. Yes. The, The organizer is an actual physical paperback book that you can order from Amazon. And, um, it, gives you your action plans. It helps you think about everything from gift wrap to, um, you know, like the practical things of it, uh, what you're going to be cooking and when. And then also a lot of it is the philosophical stuff, how you manage your own expectations and then manage expectations of people around you. So I'm very much looking forward to that because, yeah, I've always had good intentions that this year is going to be different. Very rarely, very rarely does that actually happen. So I'm going to give it another try this year. Well, that sounds like exactly what I need to fulfill my simplified outlook on Christmas this year. Yeah. Well, awesomes. Those are 10 things that Rebecca and I are looking forward to for this fall and holiday season. We sure would love to hear from you. What are you looking forward to for 2016 fall and holidays? Come find us on social media. Tell us what you are looking forward to. Rebecca, remind us where we can find you all around the web. So you can find me on my blog at simplyrebecca.com. And then I'm also at Simply Rebecca everywhere on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Okay, don't forget you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find the show on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. And you can always find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created by me, Megan Teets, and is produced each week in collaboration with Kelly Gordon, Rebecca Hoffert, and Laura Tremaine. Visit us on the web at SortaAwesomeShow.com, where you can sign up for the show's newsletter, connect with the Sorta Awesome community, and find show notes for each episode of Sorta Awesome. Music is provided by the band Prager. Find out more at PragerMusic.com. We'll meet you back here next time as we discover, explore, and discuss all the things that make life sorta amazingly awesome.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.